Hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes and Technology. My name is Opal Singleton and we come to you every Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock right here on AM 590 The Answer. This show is brought to you by an organization called Million Kids. Millionkids.org. Not one million, not a million, just simply millionkids.org. We're an organization that's existed here in the Inland Empire for going on 15 years now. And uh, a lot of our work is right here in the Inland Empire, but we also train uh, and work across the United States. Million Kids is an organization that our, our logo, our motto is keeping kids safe from predators. And we are training and outreach and um, uh, prevention and intervention type work for human trafficking, sex trafficking, social media exploitation. So we bring you this show every week so that we can educate the public about various kinds of apps that are out there that predators use and the various laws that are taking place and the changes that are taking place. So this week, and I first of all want to thank each and every one of you that stayed with our show over the past three weeks, because I went on a vacation, an extended vacation, and that is extremely rare for me. It was something that we have been planning for for well over a year, and I want to share some of that with you today as we began to talk about some of the things that I observed, but also some of the things that I have observed here in our nation since I got home, because things look a little bit different to me. So I've been combating human trafficking and social media exploitation for many, many years. And you don't really realize, I think, how much it builds up on your soul. I handle real cases. I I serve as the training outreach coordinator as the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. And I've educated about 700,000 people now. So what happens is people call in and they tell me they have a particular kind of case that their daughter is, you know, being seduced by a pimp or that their son has sent off some sort of naked photo and he's being blackmailed and they want to meet up and all kinds of situations. And I've dealt with that for years and years and made a huge number of speeches with it. And what I have found over the last year was things was uh, things were actually kind of wearing down on me. Because in order to be able to do this, this means you have to do a massive amount of research. And I am known for tens of thousands of hours of research. And I cover many, many subjects such as uh, gangs and cartels and, you know, Chinese cartels, the Mexican cartels, uh, pimping, uh, sex trafficking, prostitution, changes in laws related to all of those things, uh, money laundering, because it's a big, big business that we talk about there, and a lot of your illegal border crossings and how that affects our community and how many of those people are vulnerable to being trafficked. So, I study a lot of different things, which means I take in a lot of negative information. Now I have a team of people I've been training over the years that also go out and speak on my behalf, and I do the training of that. And I run a private training program uh, so that we can have future people, as I'm getting a little bit older doing this, 
And it, there's this thing is so big, it can't be just me anyway. If you're interested in uh, learning more about how to get trained, you can write to me at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org, and we'll talk about it. But there is a lot of information that you can learn, even if you don't want to become a public speaker or become an advocate, if you just want to learn more about it. Go to millionkids.org um, uh, and you know sign up for our newsletter so that we can alert you for missing kids. That's another project that I often get involved in is uh, missing kids and helping parents find their children. I don't think there's anything more heartbreaking for a parent than to suddenly one day realize that your daughter is gone off with somebody and you don't know where they're at. And it's not always a daughter, it can be a son also, but in sex trafficking, it's more female. And those are some of the hardest days of your life as parents go to the police department and file those reports and and um, then do everything they can to find the child. And that is some of what Million Kids does is that we have Million Kids missing kids. We send out flyers. If you want to assist on that, you can also write to me at opalatmillionkids.org. And uh, and we'll see what you can do that way. The other way that you can get trained is to follow me and kids on Facebook. Uh, we are the nonprofit, not the rock band that's on Facebook. And uh, we also have a private Facebook page called Million Kids Supporters that you have to ask to join. But that is where we get into the in-depth training if you really think that you're up to hearing all the hard stuff. This is tough business. Uh, I chose to do it in my as I in my early part of my retirement. People say, "How did you get into it?" Um, golly, I never really meant to get into it. <laughs> I'm not sure quite how all this happened, but uh, I retired and I uh, had a few good years with my previous husband who passed away. Uh, but I will always be grateful for the time that I took off work before I got involved in this nonprofit. And one of the things that I would say to you, if you're thinking of doing things outside of your normal realm of your life, take assessment of your life and find out what's important to you. In my case, our lives were really well-rounded. Uh, we had a great relationship. My husband understood that I had a passion for it and that I wanted to learn about that. So about 2008, I actually started in Cambodia in my case, but in about 2010, we started in the U.S., and it's been a tremendous journey of um, understanding how all of these crimes take place and what we can do to keep our kids out of crime and also to keep them safe, especially with all the changes that are going on in technology. Um, I'm going to, before the show's over, talk about how AI is impacting things like child pornography and uh, child exploitation. But it is a, a very fast-changing business, and you don't realize how it builds up on you. Uh, some of the things that are going on is that for the last four or five years, I've spent a lot of time trying to make sure that certain bills got passed up in, up in Sacramento, and other bills did not. And it became apparent to me at times that there is a faction out there that simply does not want to criminalize uh, kinds of exploitation. They look the other way. They say it's not happening and like that. And many of you that have followed me for several years know that we fought long and hard 
to make child sex trafficking both a violent and serious crime. I was actually even taken off Facebook back in 2020 because I was trying to help get a bill through that would have made child sex trafficking violent and serious. Those are not feel-good terms. Those are legal terms that would make it so that if someone is selling a child for sex, um, forcing them into it, beating them, raping them, putting them out, giving them quotas, that in fact, they would pay a higher price that they could get you know, the enhanced sentencing, especially if they were controlling her with a gun or a knife, uh, or if they were part of a gang, they could get enhanced sentencing. But there is no appetite within much of California for enhanced sentencing. In fact, it went just the other way, where, in fact, people that are in prison, even for sex crimes, are now getting out and getting out early. They're taking away the enhanced sentencing uh, aspects of it, focusing on what they call the base crime or the primary crime. And so instead of being in there 30 years, you're finding them getting out after five or six because it's based on the 10 years and uh, they are earning points under uh, Proposition 57 that so many people voted for and did not understand. So what has happened is, is that I've spent a lot of years trying to get these bills passed to make child sex trafficking a violent and serious. And quite frankly, I have failed in the work that I did. But I'm not alone. There are large groups of people. Uh, when we tried the last time, there were over 4,000 letters of support and it still did not pass. Well, the good news is SB 14, which was sponsored by Senator Shannon Grove out of Central California, has now been uh, gone through the Assembly and the House and the Appropriations Committee, the, the um, Public Safety Committees. And we are hoping that Governor Newsom will actually sign it sometime in the next 10 or 15 days. But it is that kind of work that after a while preys on your soul. You say, are you ever going to change this? Are you ever going to win this? And that's why for the rest of the show, we're going to talk about when everything feels out of control. My name is Opal Singleton. This show is brought to you by Million Kids. We are up against that break, so stay with us. We're going to be right back. Are you tired of eating at the same old restaurants? Let me tell you about a fabulous Italian restaurant we found in Riverside, Mamma Mia's Italian Restaurant. Their caprese salad is exquisite with candied balsamic glaze. All of their sauces are special recipes using only the best olive oils. The salads are fresh and healthy. They offer a wonderful array of pastas, including shrimp scampi, capellini bolognese, and lasagna. They're famous for their gourmet pizza, and you can order online for takeout or have a special date for dining in with family and friends. Mamma Mia's caters special occasions and hosts private events. You have to try it out. Mamma Mia's Italian Restaurant, located at 10971 Magnolia Avenue in Riverside, one block north of La Sierra on Magnolia. That's Mamma Mia's in Riverside. Be sure to tell Michael, Alex, or Joseph you heard it on AM590 The Answer. <laughs> 
Hello, this is Opal Singleton of MillionKids.org. I believe the four most powerful words on earth are I believe in you. So we created a challenge coin that says, I believe in you on one side and stand tall, you are loved on the other side. This one of a kind challenge coin is a perfect gift for birthdays, anniversaries, graduation, Christmas presents, or just an anytime gift for someone you love. What a powerful message for a parent or a grandparent to give to a young person. This two inch coin is made of polished gold. It's striking to look at and it is priceless to hold. It is packaged in a beautiful black velvet gift box. What a great way to leave a legacy of love that will last forever. To purchase this coin, go to millionkids.org slash gallery. Each coin is $25. Go to millionkids.org slash gallery to purchase and give a legacy of love. Real estate sales in the Inland Empire are really hot. Sellers and buyers recognize that these low interest rates will not last. Sean and Colleen at Caldwell Banker Armstrong Properties in Riverside are proud to sponsor this show. They are the best in the Inland Empire. They're fair, honest, creative, and they care about you and your situation. If you're in the market to buy or sell a home, call Sean and Colleen at 951-529-4066. AM 590, the answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. So let me share a little bit about my vacation. So first of all, before I talk about where I went and what I did, First of all, I did not realize just how beaten down I felt and how hard my soul had become, you know. And uh, and it was an interesting thing because this business, if you're going to be in the business of working with children who've been exploited, you have to take care of self first and you have to very closely monitor what is happening. And I thought I pretty well had things under control, but I was definitely looking forward to this vacation. Now, this wasn't just any vacation. I just have to share this with you because I'm just bubbling over to share with somebody. So you're stuck. Here we go. But what happened was, is that as most of you know, or many of you know, I lost my husband about six and a half years ago to kidney failure. And about four years ago, I met a man who lost his wife to kidney failure. And uh, both of us had long-term successful marriages. And we're getting in the older part of our lives. So we agreed when we got married that life is short. And we really realized that in the two years that each of us had been a widow. And we did not know each other when we met. We only lived about four miles apart. And the previous district attorney of Riverside uh, connected us and got us together. And so we've just had a great time. We got married about three years ago, and uh, COVID slowed us down a little bit on that one. But but we sat down and we said, you know, life is short, and each of us have had great loss. If each of us could do something that was like a bucket list for us, what would we do? Well, my bucket list was to go to Ephesus on a cruise, and I had done that twice before, but my husband had not traveled there. So about three years ago, he took me to Ephesus. My husband's bucket list was Scotland. He uh, had heard so much about it. He, he thought about Switzerland, but he decided he really wanted to go to Scotland. Scotland, Ireland, and England, as it turned out. So we saved our money, and we did the planning. We did a year's planning, and off we went. And uh, I just want to tell you uh, some of the observations I had 
as far as not so much what I saw, but what I experienced and what it meant to me. In uh, Scotland, we went all over Scotland. We spent nine days there and uh, we had a tour guide and he took us up to the highlands of Scotland. Oh yeah, we got to see Balmoral and the and the church where the Queen goes, and we got to see Westminster Abbey in London and all of that. But in Scotland, we went out to the Highlands. We went out to the Isle of Skye, and there's not a whole heck of a lot out there, and that was the beautiful part of it. You know, these people, uh, they don't have all the homeless that we see running around here, all the trash that you see. It is green. It is pristine. It shows pride of life. Uh, They have a simple life out there. They raise cows and sheep, and they make their own homemade butter and cheese. And we went out on the Isle of Skye where they have the sailboats and uh, a lot of the sheep everywhere. Believe it or not, I know this sounds crazy, but I went out one afternoon and just sat in a field with a bunch of sheep. And it was an amazing experience. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, don't, don't, my husband's like, don't be talking about this publicly, you know, but it was just the most unique experience. As someone who's lived in Southern California for, I don't know, something like 60 years or like that. Uh, and all the hustle and bustle and now all the homeless and all the crime and all the things we see to set out in a field that was beautifully green, that nobody was rushing anything. Did you know that sheep talk? I never realized that. I sat there and listened to a bunch of sheep talk. God only knows what they're saying, but it was such a contrast to the kind of life that we live. You know, somehow we have managed to make our lives into some of the greatest stressful turmoil that you can ever imagine. That we race from place to place, we make plans, we pick up these kids, we take them over there, we book ourselves for soccer or something on the church, and we stay busy all the time. And the contrast of just being in all of that green life with the simplicity of it. Now, certainly I can't tell you I'm packed and ready to move there by any means. I like a challenge. I like to accomplish things. I like being goal-oriented. But it was such an important thing to my soul to be able to understand that regardless of all the whirlwind we create around our lives, that there is a world of good going on that few of us stop and see. Even in my own yard, when I got home, I looked at it differently. You know, I think, you know, it can be peaceful here. It can be quiet and enjoyable if we take time to be still. I think there's a Bible verse like that. Be still and know that I am God. It's it's not the place. It's not the environment. It's the attitude that we take towards that. And I found that so important because when I left California to go on this vacation, I only felt like everything is out of control. And there are many things in California that are out of control, not just California. We're going to talk about that at the end of the show. But all across our nation, we're a nation of open borders. We're a nation that's allowing truckloads of fentanyl to come in. 
you know, it's a nation where every kid spends every spare minute online. And now we're, we hear about how AI is going to rearrange our children and their childhood. And it probably will. But it takes me back to the basics when I was in Scotland and Ireland. Ireland was the same. We were in a castle. We got to walk out to a to the sea and just watch it. We had the very big privilege of going with friends to uh, Old Head in Ireland. That's a golf course. Uh, we know the people. Don't know them well, but my friends knew them very, very well. The people that actually designed that golf course. And I got to hear him speak and talk about what it was like. His wife is buried on Old Head. And I look at that golf course and I think, what a magnificent talent that man had, that he was able to visualize all those rocks and all those plants and coming around to the sea and develop an 18-hole golf course on it right next to the ocean. And it was a, a phenomenal time in my life to be able to put aside all the crime, put aside all the the uh, devastation, the getting even, the the um, the mob uh, theft rings that are taking place around here, the the fact that we have open borders. It was interesting to talk to people in uh, Ireland and Scotland and they go uh, in London, apparently. And we spent three days in London. Uh, apparently, they've had open borders for a long time and every cab driver that we talked to there told us that our their world changed. Now, some of them came in as immigrants, but they say that it's not right what's going on, because when you're letting in millions of people that you don't know, then you are changing the complexion of your society, and you're also changing your safety and your sovereignty and your ability to govern a, a society. And I thought about that today as a, in the next section, we will talk about an article that I saw since I've been home about how more than 2,500 people in one place came in to the U.S. border in one place in one night. And we now know that 8 million people have come into the U.S. in the last three years, and we don't know who they are. Some of them are very fine people who just want a better life. But 80% of them are military age men. And I say to myself, where is this going to go? So on the one hand, I had such a dichotomy to set in a field surrounded by nature and looking at life and saying life was meant to be good. Life was meant to be right. Children were meant to be protected and not actually thrown out to being exposed to pedophilia and sex acts and gender changes far beyond they go through puberty. And I look at that and I think, how far we come, have we come out that way in the right direction? And anytime that you live in a city, it's going to be congested. Anytime you live in a, a place like Southern California, it's not going to be like sitting in a field in Scotland. But I think that it is very, very important for each and every one of us to get back to the basics. You know, when we feel like everything is out of control, it probably is. But we have to decide how much of it can we change, what can we do, and what is right for our lives. 
I'm so grateful for the opportunity of the last couple, three weeks, and I appreciate you uh, allowing me to have this time off. So we are against that break, so stay with us. We'll be right back. Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. This is the most important book you will read this year, especially if you have children or grandchildren. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by internet, more than six billion people coming together. Technology will provide many great advantages for our kids, but a world without borders for our kids is also a world without borders for pimps, predators, pedophiles, cartels, and organized crime. It is a home without walls because 87% of the kids sleep with their phone. It is the greatest societal experiment of all time. Our kids are technology geniuses and their parents are technophobic. Some are techno impotent. New apps come with no warnings on how a predator will use them against our kids. Advancing technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrency, and the dark net will challenge law enforcement, teachers, and parents to keep kids safe. Recent research states that 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed with a naked photo and 58% will meet their predator. It is indeed a societal shift and one in which most parents are unprepared. If you are a parent or grandparent, teacher, counselor, or social worker, please take time to read Societal Shift. Only $18.99 plus $6 shipping. Order today at millionkids.org. That's millionkids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N-K-I-D-S dot org. It'll be the greatest gift you can give your family and yourself. Order Societal Shift today. Million Kids takes checks and credit cards. Opal Singleton, the author, will personally sign the book and send it to you. Again, go to millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. Join Million Kids. Keep our kids safe from predators. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton. I'm the host of your show, and you've allowed me the time to share the glow that I still have from my vacation because Ireland and Scotland were just perfect hosts. We got to see and meet so many wonderful people. Some of the things that many of you may not know, I'm a glass artist. My my new husband's learned to be a glass artist. I also love uh, pottery and, and uh, painting. And uh, so I got to see a lot of talent throughout where I traveled. When I got to London, it was a different situation altogether. We had a beautiful time in London. We got to see the nightlight. Uh, we went on a river cruise. We met a, a wonderful couple. They were doctors, husband and wife from Argentina. And they were sharing with us how Argentina has changed and uh, how sad it is for them. Now, they are in the upper level of their society. Both of them have specialties as physicians and doctors, but um, it's a fascinating thing as they recall all that has happened in Argentina and how difficult it is, how difficult it is because of the currency, but even more so that there are most places you cannot step out alone in Argentina because of the crime. So it's a fascinating thing. In London, we saw that statement over and over. You know, you would see this beautiful city of 9 million people. Hello. (laughs) That's a lot of people, okay? Especially if you're in a black taxi trying to get somewhere on time. But it's a fascinating thing to see because you go through and you see the history You know, America doesn't have that much history when you compare it to the continent of Europe. 
there are churches that were built in 500 AD that still stand, that people still use there. Uh, Westminster Abbey, I can't remember when it was built, but we got to tour that. And there's a huge number of people that come for the history and also because of the the icons that go on there with the various churches. And it is a an interesting situation. However, it is also becoming more and more a dangerous city as they have now had all kinds of people from all over the world crash their their borders and come in. And it has changed it dramatically. Well, this morning when I got up and I'm trying to catch up on all my back emails, because this is the longest I've ever been gone, uh, I came across a story and I, I brought my husband and I said, I want you to see this because I admit that I get crusty. You know, when you're, when you're studying all the stuff that I study, um, you, you have a tendency to get a bit you know, uh, jaded or whatever. But this particular story was uh, the headline, and there's several of them. Fox News has a video of it. Uh, I highly recommend that you uh, look that up if you want. Uh, The headline was, New Surge of Migrants in Texas Raises Safety and Security Concerns. And what was happening that they were showing you is that there are many trainloads of people that are now on their way to the U.S. border. These are people from all over the world, not just people from Guatemala that has been going on or Nicaragua or Honduras or Mexico or China. Uh, We have seen a huge influx of Chinese immigrants coming through. In fact, uh, from what I understand, the cartel gives them priority because they pay $50,000 a piece and uh, instead of eight or $10,000 a piece. And so we literally have open borders of people coming in. And as the word is spread around the world, they're surging in from Haiti, from Nigeria, from Pakistan. We don't even know who they are. And a lot of them are getting on trains knowing that if they come in large numbers, we won't be able to stop them. This particular video was at El Paso, uh, no, Eagle Pass, Texas. And it was a Fox News video. So, you know, it certainly has a conservative slant to it. But they are showing literally 2,500 people in one group last uh, Sunday night surging across the border. There's nothing the border control can do. They might be able to get one or two of them. But as are these people learn that if you come in the numbers of 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, nobody will be able to stop you. I'm looking at part of the article here. It says the numbers continue to rise uh, from the border in Eagle Pass. Keep in mind, that's 2,500 in one little village, one little area, Eagle Pass, and it is in one night, okay? They're saying that they're seeing increasing numbers and they can't stop them. Those 2,000-some migrants who arrived Sunday may be followed by thousands more from Panama, Uh, according to uh, someone that's in the uh, border control, that they're seeing on average 5,000 migrants from South America pass through the country each day. Now, they're also saying that that's in addition to people from other countries. As I watched these people come through, border patrol was simply overwhelmed. And I say to myself, when you have a, a country without borders, you no longer have a sovereign country. 
And I am concerned about this from a standpoint of human trafficking. You know, I am not against the people. I know mm, substantial number of people, let's put it that way, that are not documented that are in the U.S. because I work with them. And some of them will tell you that they're being exploited even when they get there. Somehow the news people have have given us some lollygag kind of thinking, if you will, that says uh, that as long as they're here, they're safe. Just because these people on the American soil does not make them safe. Many of the people are good, hardworking people, but many of them owe money to some organized criminal element. On top of them, many of them are being abused and their families back home, but nobody wants to look at it. But what is really scary to me, they now say about 8 million people have entered in the last three years, and we don't know who they are. We have no idea. But I was thinking about this as I was preparing for the show. What if 10% of the 8 million are bad guys? Okay, that might be high, but that's 800,000 bad guys that we've allowed into our country At the same time, we are decriminalizing crime in our courts and our district attorneys. Now, I'm going to make something very clear. I work in Riverside County. I know San Bernardino County, and those do not include our district attorneys or our sheriffs. They are committed to implementing the rule of law. But we're surrounded by another county that is not. And so it's a challenge because these people come in, they commit crimes. At the same time, you see kids who are raised in our country, raised up by parents in our country, not a foreign country, and suddenly they're going into a convenience store and there's 50 of them and they are taking anything you want. They are going into retail shops and taking anything you want. Now, some of them are kids that were raised in the U.S. Others of them are people who owe money to a coyote that go in and steal and shoplift so that they can pay back a debt. That's what you're seeing when you see people out on the street selling flowers or cocos. Those are all people that are trying to raise the money to pay back the family debt. And so what happens is many of those people get trafficked. We had a case right here in the Inland Empire where 14-year-old girls from Mexico were being put out into massage parlors and uh, other kinds of shops, skincare shops, and being put into forced prostitution. And in those cases, those girls do not get the money they make. Everybody kind of turns their head the other way and said, hey, if that's what the girl wants to do, she doesn't have a choice. Neither does she get that money. That is organized crime that's putting her in there. That was called the Paredes family case, by the way. And it took place right here in the Colton area, but throughout Riverside and San Bernardino counties and L.A. County and Ventura. So this is what is happening is that you're allowing millions of people in. Millions. What if only 1% of 8 million? That's still 80,000 people who are committed to crime. And so as I, I compare what I have seen on my vacation to what you see here, you drive towards L.A., you see homeless people everywhere. A homeless woman is an exploited woman. 
You know, she cannot sleep at night. You see trash absolutely everywhere, people selling anything and everything they can. And this is going to continue because when you have people who are living under the radar, you have exploited people. Just because they're on American soil does not make them safe. And we have to kind of throw out that kind of rainbow thinking and deal with the reality of where our country is. It's break time. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. I want to tell you about a book I wrote called Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. It's all about how predators access, groom, recruit, and exploit our young people using social media, online gaming, video chat rooms. Technology is changing at the speed of light, and we have to understand how to keep our kids safe from predators. So you can get this book by going to www.meandkids.org. It's $16, I'll sign it, and I'll ship it to you personally. We hope that you will order this book, educate yourself about how to keep our kids safe in this day of changing technology. Join us each Saturday for our radio show at Exploited Crimes and Technology at three o'clock on AM 590. The answer. Custom Service Systems, a proud supporter of Million Kids, is a family-owned and operated commercial cleaning company servicing the Inland Empire and surrounding areas since 1974. CSS takes pride in their ability to maintain the business facilities they serve and their long-lasting relationships with their valued clients. CSS provides a variety of cleaning systems customized to client needs, including deep cleaning and disinfectant to be COVID-19 compliant. From basic office cleaning to windows and floors, CSS will clean up your mess so you don't have to stress. Custom Service Systems cares about families and communities and wants to give back. Custom Service Systems are proud supporters of Million Kids to keep kids safe from predators. If you need the best cleaning services for your business or corporation, contact Custom Service Systems at cssclean.com. Again, cssclean.com or call 951-781-9345. That's 951-781-9345. You will know you found the best. Custom Service Systems. Hello, this is Opal Singleton of Exploited Crimes and Technology. Let me tell you about my friend Doris Anderson at Remax Realty in Upland. She is amazing. She's kind, she's patient, but she listens and she's informed and she will help you with your real estate transaction in a way that works for you. Doris, in full disclosure, often supports the work of me and kids because she cares about young people but she knows how to analyze a market, how to market a property, and how to find just the right transaction for both buyers and sellers. If you're looking to buy or sell real estate or invest in income property, contact Doris Anderson at Remax Realty 951-733-8899. That's 951-733-8899. 951-733-8899. AM 590, the answer. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes and Technology. This is Opal Singleton and I appreciate each and every one of you that listen to this show. You know, it was uh, good for me to take some time off, but in the time that I was out there, it's amazing the number of people I meet that listen to this show. 
I I do this show because I care. I do this show because I want people to be educated about the reality of what is going on in our society. But I also do this show to help parents. Uh, my producer and I were talking at break that one of the things that you're seeing is not just all the people coming in, and we don't know who they are, and some of them are good, hardworking people that are going to do the right thing. Others are good, hardworking people that are controlled by people they owe money to and may be forced into not doing the right thing, even if it's not what they believe in. And some of them are already convicted criminals and uh, you know people that are out to hurt other people. But any way you look at it, when you have an open door to your country, you don't know who's coming in. And anytime you have to break a law to get in, I can tell you the odds are much greater that there's a criminal element crossing your border. The other thing that I would share with you that I, I was sharing at break with um, my producer is that one of the things that really concerns me are all these mobs that are going in and taking anything they want or beating up on a cop somewhere or beating up on another human being. And it starts at home. You know, I, I don't care what you say. It doesn't have to do with how much money you have. I uh, I got to listen to Ben Carson one day and uh, I have a great amount of respect for him and uh, his mother she raised, uh, I can't remember what she said, something like eight children, I think it was. And she worked two jobs, keeping them alive. And whenever he got into trouble, she sat him down and said, I am not doing this so that you can be a criminal. And, you know, he had a, he said I had a temper. And I had to one day sit down and say, if I let this temper continue, it will control me. And he learned to get his temper under control. And he also learned that even though he was of a different race, even though that they were very poor, that was no excuse for criminal behavior. And he went on with his life to encourage many people to take the high road. And I'm telling you, I think we have to get back to basics. That's one of the things I really felt as I took some time off is we have lost that kind of um, uh, basic discipline, if you will. I, I thought about it because I watched um, and we went to the uh, Titanic Museum over there and they give you a card and you get to be pretend that you're one of the people on the ship. Fortunately, my person survived the ship and <laughs> my husband's did not. But, you know, they had values. They were coming to America. They wanted to earn the money. They wanted to. It was a land of, uh, of uh, opportunity. And I remember my folks have been gone a long time now, but we weren't particularly wealthy. But my mother told us, you know, you will be somebody and you will make good decisions and good choices. You are what you choose. And I remember her telling me, you can take the high road and have a good life. You can take the low road and pay a big price. It's your choice. Either way, you're going to have a life. You get to choose. You're in control of your life and you get in control of your life's choices. And I think that brought people up through the uh, depression, through the the uh, Dust Bowl, uh, you know, as people developed a middle America. So many countries don't have a middle class. 
Uh, And that is because they have a lot of organized crime and organized crime comes in if you start having a middle class and taking whatever you you have accumulated. And I think that over the last few years, I'm talking generations, 40, 40 years, maybe 50, but some of that has gone away. And I I kind of tremble at the thought that social media is becoming the parent for so many kids. And I say to myself, what kind of kid, when I look at these mobs that are going into, for instance, a convenience store I saw over in L.A. somewhere, there were about 50 kids. Some of them look like great kids that maybe were in high school or, or in college. And uh, they get caught, they're going to lose everything they have for if they get charged. But then maybe they're just counting on in that part of the country they don't charge people. I don't know. But I think it comes back to basics. You know, when everything feels out of control, I think what we need to do is sit down and number one, determine what we're grateful for. And number two, we talk to our kids about values. And I think that's an important discussion that we haven't had. I I think if you see one of those mobs on TV, I think it's important for a parent to sit down with a child and say, you know, tell me your thoughts on this. What about the fact that they are, you know, endangering a lot of people's lives? That it was interesting to me, the guy that was working in that convenience store was a young man trying to earn his way through college. And he was so afraid of the other young men that he hid in the bathroom and locked the door. He was afraid he was going to be murdered. And I'll tell you what, from what I saw, could have happened, you know, and I look at all those other kids who say, you know, I don't care if it's wrong. We're going to do it. It's fun. Social media put it together and we're just going to show them that we can take what we want. I think that comes down to a discussion of values with your kids. Talk to them about that. Just because there's two or three of them, does it change your values? Talk to them about that, what they see on their video games. I've had kids tell me, you know, sex isn't sex and killing isn't killing, and they can do anything, including killing cops on video games. I think it's important to sit down to your kids and get back to the basics. Lay out some rules, get some discipline, and get those kids away from the phone, away from the iPads, out playing, you know, uh, soccer or other games, getting them into hiking, going away, getting them back in touch with life at its basic core. I really believe that that's some of the most important part. I've watched many of the kids that have grown up with parents who take them out. Maybe they go dirt bike riding, they hike, they go to the river, they do whatever, but they spend time with their family away from all the outside input and they get back to the basics. And I really think that's what it's all about. Now, I'm prejudiced, okay, because I got to go to Scotland, (laughs) and that is getting back to the basics. But I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful for the perspective, the, the time off. I come back even more committed that we have to make changes. When everything feels out of control, it is time to sit down and say, number one, what am I grateful for? Number two, what can I change? What can I do something about and what is important to me? What are my values? I think it's important that families sit down together and write out their values. 
I think there should be no doubt in your mind for your child and you to know who they are and what they stand for. So that when the chips are down and somebody tries to get them to go in to do something that is a, a crazy idea, they'll stop and sit back and say, wait a minute, I want to be somebody, I want to go somewhere, I have values, and I can define those values for you, and I'm not going to do something that'll take that away. So thank you to each and every one of you that listened to this show. I can't tell you how much it appreciates. I appreciate it. Um, you know, it isn't always about human trafficking. I think that the core here is raising up kids to be leaders. This is one complex generation we're raising as they're getting into artificial intelligence and, you know, global connection, Internet and interacting with millions of people they don't know online where they can be exploited, where somebody will come along to them and say, hey, let me let me give you the quick and easy route and I'll take care of you. We need to have those hard conversations with kids so that they can grow up and know who they are with their values and be able to reiterate their values and stand by them. I think that's really what it's all about. So thank you for all of you that financially support me and kids. I, we couldn't do this without you. Believe me, we are a small organization. But as I said, we've trained more than 700,000 people and uh, still counting and still going. And uh, I'm very grateful for the team of me and kids and some other people that go out and speak and educate so that I don't have to be everywhere. It means the world to me. If you want to know more about Million Kids, go to millionkids.org. Sign up on Facebook. If you want private training, sign up at Million Kids Supporters. And for those of you that are willing and able and in a place where you can support us financially, I want you to know it just means a lot to me that you do that. We can't do this work without that financial support. And we spend a lot of time helping kids, so we don't have much time for fundraising. Folks, I hope you have a great week. Put your arms around your family, your spouse, your kids. Let them know how proud you are of them and that you believe in them. And we'll see you next Saturday at 3 o'clock right here on AM 590. This message is all about Million Kids, the organization that helps locate missing kids throughout Southern California and educates to keep kids safe from predators. Million Kids educates school administrators, teachers, parents, and teenagers how predators identify a potential victim and the methods they use to recruit innocent kids. BMW of Riverside is a proud supporter of Million Kids. Visit BMW of Riverside at the Adams Street exit off the 91 freeway or click bmwofriverside.com.